You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hi, River. Hi, Michelle. What's up? <laughs> Guess what? I I had some people, uh, te- uh, someone texted me recently just saying, oh my God, actually it was through Instagram and they slid into my DMs or maybe hey, it, it could have been, with, it, it might've been the podcast DM, but um, they were like, I love how you guys like start the podcast. Like she, like they said, she said, Every time she hears me go, hi, River, she's like, I know it's on. Like, it's, it's so it's so cute. It was really sweet. I was like loving that. And speaking That's of adorable, I love it. I, I love know. It. Speaking of that, one of my dear friends from junior high, we were both obsessed with Rick Springfield and wore Converse, you know, like, and she used to wear like the different color. Her name is Tracy. So she she texted me this morning and said, Hi, love. I'm listening to this week's podcast, The Best Way to Research a Therapist. And she was referring to, because she is listening to last week's you know, episode, yeah. um, the best way to research a therapist for her has been, and what modalities is psychologytoday.com, which I didn't actually, I put an article in there, but I didn't like say psychologytoday.com. And she said, it's an amazing tool. I personally used it to find my therapist, highly recommend. And then she said, I love this. Sorry for the random text. Sometimes I just need to reply while I'm listening. And I, LOL. I, so I, I asked her, you know, I got permission. You heard, you heard me yep. back to you. So we've got permission to use this and uh, yeah. Thank you, Tracy. Shout out to Tracy. Cause that is a helpful tip. For it is it's- looking for a therapist, but like trying to figure out what a specific therapist offers in terms of modalities, because it's true. Like you can go to a therapist bio. I've done this before, like looking for a therapist locally and they'll have like a short bio, but they don't say exactly what type of therapy they, they use. So um, it can be kind of a challenge to figure out if like we were talking about IFS last week. So if you're looking for an IFS therapist, like how do you find one? So that's a really great tip. Um. I am so excited about people reaching out to us now. Yeah. And wanting to be guests. And and it's funny because I have to explain to them, we love having guests. It's just this time of year, it's harder to connect with people on their holiday schedules and mm-hmm. kids starting to get out of school and things yeah. like that. So I said, we're just doing our, we're just doing, you know, these podcasts for you and I so that we can be consistent and show up every week because it's super important to us. It's super important to what we want for this podcast. And especially like, I don't want to let down any, any read, you know, any listeners. And I want, they get excited to like hear what's coming. So I'm super excited about um, the conversations that are to come. Some super heavy Um, and some are really around just continually bettering ourselves as women and going into the new year, talking about that word resolution, which I keep bringing up, but I really want to drive a whole, like, I don't know, a whole collective around no more resolutions and that kind of thing. But I, and you know, yeah, I love, I love that because, um, 
we have our next Live Out Loud retreat happening. Whoop, whoop. On December 30th, if you are in Oregon, come hang out with me. I actually may come up for that one for sure. I would love it if you did. Um, It's going to be small. It's going to be here in the Grand. Come hang out with me. Um, We're going to have somatics and body movement, journaling, sound therapy. And the theme of this one is kind of what we're talking about with like intention setting and all of that. Um, The theme is like winter for Mm. women, like winter for the mind, body, soul for women. Like winter is a time of deep reflection, of going inward, of nurturing and waiting for spring. So we're going to be deep diving that from a spiritual perspective. I mean, just think about the visuals of winter, right? The the trees have fallen, the leaves, not the trees, but the leaves have fallen off the trees. Please know, no trees were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> That's where my brain just went, right? Got a visual of like, all of a sudden, like it's fall and the trees are just like falling everywhere. <laughs> oh, like our poor saguaro cactuses during this hot summer, poor oh. things. So they sad, just they so couldn't sad. even handle it anymore. But no, so the leaves have fallen. Let me set the wintry tone. Set it. <laughs> so the leaves have fallen and the trees are bare. Here's my trees. And it's snowy and cold. And what do you want to do? You want to just stay inside by a fire. You want to eat crockpot meals and chili and soup oh we're back to soup yep soup back to soup we're wearing beanies Uh and we're just thinking about what spring looks like and the rebirth I mean I if you just go along with what winter brings and the seasons it's like this natural evolution of what earth have you seen and I think Caden showed it to me recently it was like it's really cool it's like Parts of the body represent what things in nature look like. Have you, have you, I'll have to send it to you. Yeah, you have to send it to me. I think my kids would like that, but I don't yeah, think yeah. It's, it's like, like yeah, like the lungs have those little veins, like mm-hmm. and like the heart, like it, everything was cool. Like it all represented like th- there are no accidents. How we are divine beings walking this earth, and absolutely, and the and the. And if people just like lean into that, life will not be as hard for people. Like, or it will, it's, it's still hard because we're still souls having a human journey. True. And like, like right now, there's a lot of hard things happening in the world, right? Yep. Um, but your ability to navigate those hard things shifts yeah and changes a hundred percent and i think um within all of that i think understanding that every challenge is just that human lesson is just Mm -hmm. but i think i think it's even more than that though i think we get bashar is who i've been following along for a while now on on gaia and, mm. and it, his, the way that he channels, it just is like, it makes it so simple. He's like, you can make it, you can make your life 
as rough as you need to, or as soft as you need to, that within the human experience, you can lean in to the hard and push through, or you can sit and wait for things to come to you, which in the human experience equates to the challenge, the why me? Why can't I have that? Why can't it's all that ego in our head and not being egotistical. It's just that we're allowing that human core, that ego part of us to say, well, why is life harder for me than that person over there? And the only difference at that point sometimes is mindset is just the mind shift. Not always. I'm not saying that if you're in a really tough spot and there's and you don't have people around you to be supportive. I mean, because I'm not a therapist at the end of the day, there's a lot of stuff that's at play that it's not just a mind is not as easy as I'm saying it. Right. Totally. And, you know, it's interesting. Like I was thinking about this this morning um, because, you know, every day I'm sitting here um, watching what's coming out of Palestine and all the videos and it's so horrific and there's so much trauma happening unfolding and then there's these little moments coming out of there too like this morning I watched a video of a boy in the refugee area in Palestine in Gaza um, and he was holding his cat and he brought his cat to the refugee site with him and he was talking about how his cat deserved to be safe and was sharing love with all the kids in the camp. So he's carrying his cat around, bringing joy to the other kids who are experiencing so much trauma. And he said this beautiful wise thing. He said, um, why would I, why would I not give safety and love to my cat? My cat has a soul. This cat is having experience. This cat is just as scared as we are, but here we are comforting each other. And so you know, fuck the human, like humanity is so fucking resilient and you can try to kill the innate love and joy that is in humanity, but it still comes out even in the most painful and awful of experiences in the midst of trauma. There's this little boy carrying his cat around, bringing joy to other people with this cat. And that just like that for some reason, just like out of all the things I've been seeing, like, and I've been crying so much, but that just like, for some reason, like broke me even more a little bit because I was just like the ability of children, especially uh, they're in the midst of deep pain, sometimes uh-huh. have the most beautiful wisdom and perspective. Uh, I, it's just, well, and when it's a child, beautiful. you can't look away at that point because no. their tender heart is showing and the fact that this little boy is a light worker and he doesn't understand the words. He doesn't understand the gift he is giving to people at that moment. It's like one of those things where maybe, maybe in the future, he bumps into somebody who was in that same horrific situation who says, were you the one with that cat that day in the blah, 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 because you don't even know what you did for me that day. It's like one of those full circle moments will happen for him. Um, and he'll know, he'll know his purpose. Like there are beautiful moments everywhere like that. And I think the holidays are really reminiscent 
more about those moments for me than of course the gift giving and the money being spent at a Hallmark store or at Target or on even Amazon. And it's really embracing that humanity needs one big motherfucking hug right now. And yeah. yeah. God, oh, yeah. it's so sweet just now. You literally, your shoulders yeah. just like dropped. And I just, I, I feel, <clears throat> I feel like how much pain our planet is going through right now, you know, and it's not just Gaza and Palestinians. Like, you know, there are so many communities around the world where people are being subjected to deep pain and being exploited. And there is just a lot of pain in the world right now. I was, uh, can I share a quick story too? Yeah. Yeah. I was um, at the dog park yesterday and of course, grateful. I have a dog park, like, you know what I mean? Just so grateful for all these little things. And I'm just sitting there and Cooper's just having so much fun. And this really, I can tell he's just a kind hearted man who just starts to talk to me. And he's like, um, he goes, are you Jewish? And I go, yeah, I'm Jewish. And he goes, I'm going to a synagogue tonight. I go, well, that's cool. He goes, I was married for 24 years. My girls are a little bit grown, you know, are grown. And, um, you know, my ex-wife and I are, are friends and I've just been feeling so isolated lately. Like mm. I just, I go, I go, is the tribe calling you home? Cause in the Jew, like Jewish, like we're like member of the tribe mm. and that is the tribe. And he goes kind of, yeah. And so he's going to two different synagogues this weekend to sort of connect and find community. And here's this just beautiful, wholesome man just also. And I, I, and he said, you know, I just really want to tell you, like, I don't know why I feel like I can tell you this thing, but feeling isolated as a man in this world right now, mm-hmm. I feel like I am so like, I am more alone than I've ever been. And I said, I can, I can understand that, you know, it's, it's a hard place to be. And, and then on top of it being Jewish with everything that's going on and he was so sweet. And I just said, can I hug you? And he said, oh my God, I'd love a hug. And then we just totally hugged, got, took each other's phone numbers. And tomorrow morning we're going for coffee just to, Oh, I love that. Yeah. I told him I'd be his lesbian wing woman, you know? And he's like, I love that. (laughs) But he loves hiking. Like he like his whole Instagram is hiking. And he's cool. a financial guy. But it doesn't, I mean, regardless of that, like having a human moment where, first of all, we are both Jewish and we could embrace that moment together is God, are the, literally the moments I live for. Humans crave deep connection. We crave being seen. We crave being known. And at the same time, we're so afraid of it. And then and then when we come across someone who is literally walking through the world with their heart wide open, we feel that and we're drawn to that. So that's why he's drawn. He was drawn to you because you walk with your heart wide open and you're, you know, you're outward facing to the world. You're open and accepting. You're not closed off. You're not judgmental. Like you are just so like I keep saying heart open, but that's really kind of what it is. And People feel that mm-hmm. people sense that and they need it and they crave it. Mm-hmm. They re- we all really do. I mean, even as much as you're on a solo spiritual journey, because 
the sad part of that is there's only one person that can do our internal work and that's us. I can hold space for you. I can hold space for my fellow man and say, I am here to listen. I am here. I'll hold your hand through the moment. But at the end of the day, we arrive in this world on our own, right? Birth. We are birthed out of our womb. And the only way to return home to that, to our self womb is literally to work on work within ourselves for ourselves so that we can be the best. And like you said recently, which is, God, I love the fact that whatever comes my way now, I am resilient to like, I won't lose myself again. I won't allow someone else to say what my value and worth is. And I won't, even if someone comes at me and says, you suck. I'll just be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You feel that way. Like I I'm, you know, it's like, that's it. That's me. Like, I'm not going to walk away and go, I suck and res and like, let it ruin. I don't know that I would even, I don't know that I would even apologize in that situation. I'm just saying to myself, like, I'm sorry to myself. Like I'm, I'm done in that sense, not to them. I wouldn't, I Mm. stopped apologizing. Yeah, I was gonna say we don't apologize anymore for no, we we don't apologize we genuinely unless we genuinely fuck up and hurt someone in our life. Exactly. We don't apologize for existing. One thing Chrissy said, and I know she was on the podcast a, a little bit ago when we were up in Sedona on that full mm-hmm. the that full moon, right? And she has taught me about radical acceptance. Mm. And radical acceptance is regarding self as well as the situation that you're facing, that the day you were talking about um, 11-1, November 1st last year, or maybe two years ago, actually, that you knew you were going to get a divorce. Two years. Two years. And because you had radical acceptance in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Radical acceptance. Radical acceptance for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like- Wow, I only know what I know right now. I only know what I know for myself right now. I have radical acceptance that I am standing here now with everything that I have learned mm-hmm. up to today. So my radical acceptance is not worrying about what was happening in the past. I'm not even worried right now what's happening in the future. I am radically accepted what my life looks like today. And it's pretty fucking awesome. And I've radically accepted what my 18 year relationship marriage was. And, Mm -hmm. and that taught me a whole mess of good stuff, right? A whole bunch of stuff. And so radically acceptance can come in all kinds of forms. Like people have asked me, like, do you regret your relationship, like your relationship and marriage with your ex and I can honestly say no mm-hmm. I don't regret it um because I mean of course most importantly I have two beautiful children Heck yeah from that you know um and how would I regret their lives um but furthermore that experience 
changed me as a person and brought me back to myself. It was a catalyst for unlearning a lot of shit, unlearning all the ways I had allowed myself to be treated and self-abandoning. Like it, it brought me back to me. So how can I regret that experience? Because it's a piece of my story of who I am now. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, we both have had readings recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mentioned, oh, I don't remember how many episodes, two episodes ago, I think, I think it was, so. that I was having yeah. a love reading done. Yeah. 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 That, did, you, uh, did you end up finally getting it? I had my love reading yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm always curious because you you do tarot for yourself. Is it is it hard to be the student in that moment? No, it's not because as someone who who's intuitive, as someone who reads the cards and who channels often, um, you can I can feel when other people are genuinely channeling, and there's a sacredness in that, and they are channeling. I'm not, mm-hmm. and so it's so easy to be the one receiving in that situation mm-hmm. um, because it rings true. I can feel it coming through them. And also they're non-biased. So they're able to channel for me in a way that I have a harder time channeling for myself because of my own biases and my emotions and my humanity. This is my curiosity around the fact that they're not in front of you. They can't feel your, how the hell do they tap into energy over a phone? Like I'm always sort of mystified by that. I mean, I guess that's the gift, but it's like, it's so wild. It's so wild. I, I, I'm when I do readings, I'm always like, I wonder if this is going to resonate for this person. Cause I am just like, it's, it's like you go into like that third eye space, like you go into your heart space and it's like your whole body just shifts into another dimension. It really does. It goes into a completely, it's not brain. It's yeah. not brain at all. There's nothing brain about it. It's all heart, all soul, all like higher consciousness. And so, um, and it's, it's wild to me because every single time I do a reading for someone, they come back to me and they're like, wow, like that resonates so deeply. And that aligns with what's currently going on in my life. And I have no idea what's going on in their life. Sometimes I do because some of it's like my friends come to me frequently for this, but people I don't know, I've never met. I don't know what they look like. I've never talked to them. They purchased a reading from me over my website. And then it's like, we're, there's no face to face time. I'm with my cards and it's, it's such an interesting space to go into. There's, there's really, at least for me, there's no words to describe what it feels like and how you get a sense for someone's energy. Because I mean, you can pick up on people's energy just from even the way they type. Totally. Right. And you can pick up on someone's energy in an email. And so it's like even that tiniest point of contact can tap you into their energy. It's really cool. Any are you are you willing to share anything or was it all sort of from my love reading? From your love (laughs) reading. Oh yeah. I I mean I'm I talked about it before it happened on my Instagram, kind of about like what my intentions were with it because I I've had love readings before, but I'm very sparing with them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too much of a bias going into like my next dating scenario, but it's kind of nice to know what to look out for. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so basically in a nutshell, um, I went into it with the intention of just finding out if my own intuition about the next person coming into my life was accurate mm. because there's an energy that's been sitting with me for a while that comes into my dreams and it is masculine. And this person comes into my dreams and when I meditate, that energy is there and it's this very, very like divine masculine energy. Mm. It's grounded. It's safe. It's healthy. It's very loving. It's very connected. Uh, it's very beautiful. And the dreams I have are just so deeply beautiful. Um, and I and pause this- you there because the one th- one question I have regarding divine ma- feminine and divine masculine. Yeah. And we're talking spiritually, right? Because the thing that I get really confused about is divine masculine can be, we can divine, they can be male or female, uh, how we see it in this earth on the earth. Right. But divine masculine can be a woman or divine feminine can be a man. It depends on how their core or where they are on the journey. I guess I'm still like a little confused. I know. I think the gender thing really kind of messes people up and it's an energetic thing. It's not a gender thing. And there might be some people who would argue with that and say that it is a gender thing, but uh, the way I view it is like, it's the way an energy feels and masculine energy is, and I, and I hate almost, I kind of hate like masculine right, and feminine it, terms. Right. It's like, it puts you in that space where you feel like it's so genderized and like our brains yes. go there because that's how we're socially conditioned, masculine man, feminine woman. But, but that's not how it is. It's about the way that the energy flows and is shaped. And so what is considered quote unquote masculine energy is that very grounded energy that is good at protecting, at leading, at accomplishing things getting things done more logic based whereas that what is called feminine energy is the energy that is more creative that is more in flow with nature that is soft that is receiving that is open that is spiritual and they they balance each other out and we each have those energies within us but then there's the runner chaser on top of that dynamic so well, that's twin you, flame that's twin flame stuff that's different that's true okay so you're just talking in the sense of soul connections yeah i'm just talking okay. about like in the context of this reading especially like for me in terms of dating and connection all of that like the energy that is coming through in my dreams is that very masculine energy now whether that energy presents in person as someone with a male body or a female body or non-binary i have no clue i get the feeling and the sense that this person is male identified in real life but i won't know until they show up yeah yeah. the energy of it is very much a balance to my energy where i i am very much the softer creative feminine flowy that's just how my energy is. This energy that's in my dreams is very much that masculine energy. What if it was truly opposite? What if because, what if they're an awakened male, soft energy, and you're the one that's been doing all the work and you're actually the masculine? 
you know, <laughs> I was having a conversation with some friends about this the other day. And I, think I mean, that, I'm just throwing it out there. I, mean, I, I know. Mean, and I love it because I've been thinking about this a lot. And, and I think that people get so hung up on the genderization. And I think that in society, we're so hung up on heteronormative roles. And that just doesn't fit everyone. I mean, it doesn't fit me all the time either, because as a single mom, I have to rely on my masculine energy and you have to be grounding for your baby and I have to be be logical and I have to get done. And I think a lot of, um, platforms and people out there represent that if you are leaning into your masculine energy as a woman, that that's a bad thing. And I don't think it's a bad thing. We have to get shit done. (laughs) I I just have to keep asking questions to all of, to like any of these cool, um spiritual advisors and Mm -hmm. spiritual practitioners that are reputable i'm not saying the corner cyclist or anything like that and i i really i'm gonna start deep diving into this because even though i too feel like a divine feminine in the sense of my softness and the fact that i guess the way that they describe divine feminine is that we're awakened first we uh, we're on the journey. We're open to all of it. Like you said, hearts, heart mm-hmm. open and divine masculines typically con- like follow suit, follow a little bit later until they're in the safety of that beautiful divine relationship. Therefore, then enabling them to lead, to take and to want to protect their divine Mm -hmm. feminine, regardless of gender. But I'm just saying regardless of gender. And I will say, I think one thing that's always kind of sit heavily with me is, is the fact like, especially being a bisexual woman, um, that there's so much of the spiritual world out there that really leaves out the lgbtq community because these heteronormative ideas of gender and masculine and feminine don't (laughs) don't align with the reality of being queer in fact when how queer relationships are yeah in fact online if i catch a a really interesting reading because sometimes i just enjoy listening to the readers especially and um, and the and the ones that I that resonate for me or feel very grounded that I am drawn to, um, if they even in a video catch themselves by saying, "Hold on, that doesn't mean you're a man or a woman." I'm just stating. Yeah. It. I always comment and say, "Thank you for not genderizing your reading," and I really appreciate that as a lesbian woman mm-hmm. who also sits, even though I'm soft mask. Even mm-hmm. though I present more masculine, I am oh, just a pile of mush kind of underneath me. And and I'm really totally. open to learning everything. So, And I think for me, where it's like, in terms of my relationships, I know that I am more drawn towards individuals, regardless of gender, who have the capacity <clears throat> to come in and be supportive Mm -hmm. and be decisive Mm -hmm. and see my needs Mm -hmm. and collaborate with me and sometimes not tell me what to do but make decisions for me and take the burden off of my shoulders because I've had to take care of myself in every single capacity for my entire life 
mm-hmm. from childhood on. So for me, it is a very appealing thing to have a partner who is confident in who they are and confident in their decision-making and their leadership skills that they can come in and recognize the moments when I need someone to step up and handle shit. So depending upon the relationship, there probably are times where I might present more divine masculine wanting to come in and nurture, take care of, you know, the things that, that maybe my person doesn't want to deal with. And so maybe I I might present divine masculine to someone and then I might present divine feminine to another, depending upon those energies. So it's just and it's hard too, fascinating. Like, even within heteronormative relationships, it's like you have <clears throat> like where it's, you know, man and woman even in then there's like different relationship dynamics. Like there are women who want to be the providers. Mm-hmm. And I think it does them a great disservice to say that a woman who is quote unquote more in her masculine is missing something or lacking something right. or right. doesn't feel safe with her partner or anything like that. I think it does them a huge disservice. And I think it also does a disservice to the men who want to be stay-at-home dads and nurturing their children totally. and taking care of the home because well, you know look what? At, what about gay, know, man, gay men relationships? Like gay yeah, guys. Yeah, like I know, like I know a couple where she is a doctor and the main, like the primary breadwinner and she works long hours, long days. She carried their children, but she never wanted to be the primary caregiver of their children because she's so passionate about what it is that she does and how she helps humanity. And he never wanted to be the primary breadwinner Mm -hmm. because he is creative and he loves to do many different things and he teaches their children at home and he does art with them. And he's so nurtured and focused inward on home and family. They have a beautiful dynamic and they have a beautiful relationship and they are content and happy with that. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't like knowing them personally and, de- and more deeply, I would never look at them and be like, she's lacking something. He's lacking something. No, it's a balance. He's feminine because he, they're balanced. And so I don't think it matters what your gender is. Right. It's, do you have a healthy and fluid relationship between the two of you where there's a give and take and a one person is able to support an area where the other person doesn't have that capacity and vice versa. The other thing that I want to bring up, because it's really been sitting on me um, from one of our just typical conversations through the week is how when you find the person that you want to lean into and sort of be in the foxhole with, right? Like what that, what relationships really are truly about and how we as humans get so in our head about how one thing is going to go a certain way and it fails or it, they don't meet up to standards or blah, 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 as opposed to, to feeling like really feeling safe within somebody so that you can then show up because relationships are supposed to bring value and softness to our life while also let you know allowing us to be our best self and why do we 
I mean, I'm learning more about these whole karmic relationships and not, and realizing karma is not how we, as Americans, I'll say it as Americans, because we grow up going, oh, I, you know, like, oh, I want to do good karma. So I'm going to treat you to a coffee because I need to have good karma. But that's not even what karma, right. Karmic relationships. It's about ancestral and lineage and things that past lives, things that you did in a past life. Yep. It's so interesting how, yeah, it's about just holding space and, and that our old relationships, like your and my marriage was truly a karmic chapter that needed to be closed in order for us to be exactly where we are right now, which is why staying present is so important. It's so interesting because I, we were talking about this recently, someone I recently went to coffee with called me a, or shared with me that they felt that I was a man hater. (laughs) It's so far from the truth, which is hilarious. (laughs) And I've been thinking about it a lot, not because it was a triggering thing, but it just brought me some food for thought. Not that I think that this person's right, because I know that they're, that's a, that's a projection from their own wounds. Um, But it brought up for me a lot of things around what it brought up for me was like, immediately I was like, how could you say that? Because I have always poured myself out for the male species. <laughs> Literally. Like looking back to, looking back to my, my marriage and you know, all of that, it was like in all of the relation, the masculine relationships I've had relationships with men I have never been able to be to feel safe or relaxed enough to be my natural state of self, which for me, mm-hmm. it like who I am, I am creative. I hate calendar and time restraints. Mm-hmm. To-do lists are the death of my creativity and my flow and my sense of well-being and peace. Having to take care of things all the time whether it's mowing the lawn or paying the bills, I've always been the person in my relationships who handles those things, even in my marriage, where my spouse at the time would literally just hand me his paycheck and I handle all the bill paying, all of the budgeting, the grocery shopping, the laundry, and the medical appointments. So much of my life has been focused on doing, doing, doing. Mm -hmm. That now my boundaries and my requirements are set up in such a way that I only want to be in a relationship with a man if he has the capacity mm-hmm. to take that off my shoulders. And to hold his own. To hold his own and be a true partner and provide me the space. I'm not saying I'm not saying um I'm looking for a man who's gonna come and pay all my bills, but like someone who can come in and recognize and say, your to-do list is so long that's not giving you the space to do what you do best, which is creating and flowing and nurturing and taking. Um, okay, all let's of just that. Im- let's just imagine this for a moment. It's a uh, you know, you meet somebody who literally says, "I want you to do what lights you up," and can can we talk through what I can take off that list to allow room for what lights you up because when you're lit up, I fall more in love with you when I get to see you 
just being in your natural, joyous, creative state. I have never had a male partner say these words to me that I've longed to hear for so long. What do you need from me? Mm. How can I help you right now? I'm trying to think if I've ever had that said before. What do you need? I don't know if I'd even know what to do with that. Like there's a part of me that's so excited for that. And another part of me, I have to work. I have to like, really, I have to think about that. I might have to talk about that in therapy because that almost triggers me in a way that that is true vulnerability at that moment. Being a, being a giver is vulnerable, but being able to receive as someone who's been a giver is a more painful vulnerability. I know (laughs) what is with that? Like, it's so interesting. We have such a hard time receiving. And a lot of my journey the last two years has been coming to a space where I allow myself to receive. Mm-hmm. You're and right. You've gotten way one of, and, and, you know, like the thing that came through in my, like, my love reading yesterday was that that has been my journey. And I've had a series of karmic dating relationships in the last two years where each one of those has pushed me closer and closer to the space where I can understand myself and my needs and what my natural state of of existence and being is so that I can receive a partner who facilitates and aligns with that within that have you did you listen to that rich role podcast with Julie mm-hmm. and see when I think of like let's take gender out of it when I think of a healthy balance of that soft, creative, feminine energy and the more practical, logical, yeah, masculine energy. I think of them. I know. When I Julie, think of Rich and his wife. I know. Yeah. When Julie stated, I want to know you, I want to know all of you. And he made me laugh out loud when he said, um, it sounds so scary and creepy, even you saying this, even after 24 years of them being together, like he still is like learning how to receive that because, because their dynamic has shifted now that it's a little bit of an empty nest syndrome. And they're like mm-hmm. having to now navigate. And I bet there's a ton of people in my life because most of the kids are all off to college. And if they're still, if my friends are still married, they're kind of having to do that. But when she just says on there, I want to know every ounce of you. I felt that within like, I cried. I got my angel chills. I cried and wept. I actually paused it there because I wanted to hear it again because I want to allow myself to get used to hearing that. You know why? Why? Because that is a spiritual connection Mm -hmm. that's what i crave that is what we are craving we are craving a spiritual connection that goes below all the surface things and i will link that pod that episode in this in these notes because it is it is a 
it is to behold and listen to how they work through and how Julie stays within her divine feminine space of I'm going to be there and lead you through that part of the journey. And she even says it on air and they kept it. And, you know, like, well, do you want to do this with me or without me? And he was like, and and I mean, it was like a couple of minutes until he finally kind of answers that. Like, I was like, what is he going to say? Like, he better just say like, <laughs> Because if, you know, if like they break up, my whole world's going to be shattered, but they're not. He was just like, first of all, let me affirm I'm in this with you. And like that, oh, like I'm getting chills and getting a little emotional it's, it's now. It's that, you know, maybe it's that yin and yang, yin and yang energy. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's so, there's so much balance there and, and, you know, like, I, again, I hate, I hate kind of t- using the terminology of masculine and feminine energy. Um, we need to find new words for that. I think that's encompassing of all souls, but the, the softer feminine spiritual creative energy is also a leader. Yeah. Because when the masculine energy is able to be receptive and open and soft and sa- like safe with the feminine that is where the spiritual happens because mm-hmm. we lead to the spiritual. But that's, that is exactly the type of relationship I want. Of course, not for me, not with a, a male, you know, partner, yeah. a female, yeah. but that energy, that energetic flow and love between them is probably the juiciest. And I'll use your mm-hmm. terminology. It and she even said juicy in there, like because getting to know your person at that core, loving, delicious, juicy level is is where our earth needs to be to vibrate and heal. I mean, how healing to be in that space is like. And then to be receiving of it, to reciprocate it, to push it back onto your love is just the things that are what we like. I, I have no words like almost. Like, we crave it. And and here's what I will say, going back to my reading, that's headed my way. Yeah, I know. It's oh, like fucking awesome, right? What my intuition has been is that there is this energy, there's this other soul that I haven't met yet. And we have been, we have been energetically with each other for a long time, Mm. long time. I've been having visions and dreams of this person since I was a young child. And we have essentially energetically grown up together on another like dimension. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds really fucking woo woo for a lot of people, but I'm sorry, if you're here, you're probably a little woo woo yourself. And so you get it, but I have been waiting for this soul connection for a long time. And it's to the space now where it's like, even in dating, I feel that connection with this other soul so strongly that it makes dating almost impossible mm-hmm. because if it doesn't feel like that energy, I'm not interested anymore. I get that. And casual sex, forget about it. Mm-mm. That's not happening because I, I know that the connection that this person and I have is so deeply spiritual that like 
it's going to be earth shattering. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, it is. So I don't want anything less than that. I know staying celibate is not is is not the issue at all. Like it's it's so no. easy to just self love right now for yourself in yeah. all the areas, and because swapping energy in that space is it should be considered profound and not a disal a, a little delulu on people's parts of sex doesn't create connection sex elevates the connection and and spiritual and sacred sex takes you to a place where it really asks you kundalini your like, most vulnerable self with another human being mm -hmm. because you're not just physically connected you are you are spiritually connected and that's right and the, and the words again like just thinking about that julian ritual conversation um of wanting to know somebody to their core like how amazing is that to see and then feel somebody and and just to be awakening with that human to like and what she's talking about, level. like in that moment, what I felt when she said that was like, this is beyond body. This is beyond human. Yeah. This is, I want to know I want your soul yeah. in its rawness and uh -huh. its truth. Mm -hmm. I want to see it exactly how you experience it. Mm -hmm. So fucking cool. Let's leave it right there. I love it. Let's do it. Because I mean, yeah, I just, I, I literally have no more words on that. And I just, again, love our conversation and whoo, let's just, let's just, this, I know, let's just keep this energy flowing. It's almost 2024. We've got things to do. We've got beautiful humans and, and, you know, to meet and intersect with and, and projects that are lining and, the divine timing is happening all around us. And hey, friend, I'm I'm here to cheer you on in your divine journey always. Likewise. Yeah, I know it. Love you. Love you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You know what to do. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring. <laughs>